This is our last Sunday at the Church of the Incarnation for the foreseeable future, but who knows what's going to happen in the unforeseeable future, and we're hoping that people will invite us to come back at some point, but we'll see if that happens or not. After the sermon, you may be glad not to do that. <laughs> this is, uh, first of all, a uh, history of the last few years, and secondly, some comments about the gospel this morning. When I retired in 2013, I thought that that was really the end of my active life, and so I wrote the final chapter of my autobiography, uh, which my family will never read, and um, that was it. And then a few years later, I realized that it was not the end, but it was really only the beginning, and the beginning of that new existence has been largely centered around the Church of the Incarnation, and I'm really grateful to all of you for having us here. A few Sundays ago, we were house hunting, and we came across a retirement community in Brentwood, which is uh, the end of four, well, it's the end of dual carriageway four, and then it becomes a country road, and it's after you've been through Pittsburgh, don't stop there, and then it's past um, Antioch, don't stop there either, but come to Brentwood, which they tell me is not only famous for cherries and for corn, but also for asparagus. I didn't know that. So we're not going there for the asparagus, but we're going there because uh, it's not, uh, we're told, uh, a fire zone, except that the whole of California is a fire zone, and it has a really halfway decent retirement community, not unlike uh, Oakmont, but of course much better. <laughs> the great disadvantage of Brentwood is that it's 10 to 15 degrees hotter than here, so when it's 95 in uh, Santa Rosa, global warming and all that, you can imagine that it's something like 110 when you get to the Central Valley. After I retired from St. Patrick's uh, a few years ago, um, we've been attending Incarnation. And uh, I did so with some misgivings because what we always heard about Incarnation when we were at St. Patrick's was that it's not a very hospitable place. You don't want to go there you want to come to St. Patrick's instead. Well, I think that it's a really very hospitable place, and we have been uh, very welcomed, very much welcomed here, and at the same time, it's where we needed to be in the last couple of years. When we first arrived, Matthew was on the way out, Rod was coming in as a short-term interim, and Jim was coming in as priest in charge, and Jim was out, and Stephen was in. And in between times, I got to be, uh, um, do supply. I did some Sunday services, uh, did some Wednesday morning services, when we still had Wednesday morning services, and thoroughly enjoyed myself. 
And I want to thank Stephen very much for uh, welcoming us uh, associates at the altar here. Uh, we get to celebrate and to preach from time to time, although I wonder if sometimes he regrets it. <laughs> Shortly after we arrived, uh, Canon Andrea, who was new as the bishop's assistant, uh, made a parish visit here, and I introduced myself at the door, and she said, who are you? And I said, I'm a retired clergy. And she said, quick as a flash, I thought she was really quick off her feet, she said, what is your ministry? And I thought, well, I'm retired. I don't have a ministry anymore. Uh, but she disabused me of that idea. And then I discovered what it was, because shortly afterwards, our daughter produced our grandson, Blake, and he became our pride and joy and our ministry as well. And also, I should say, a handful. I wonder what your ministries are and whether you are exercising them and whether you know what they are because as Canon Andrea says, each one of us has a ministry and it may be in the church or it may be beyond the walls of the church, but there is something that God is calling each one of us to do, even to take care of your grandchild. A Chicago journalist in back in 1902, uh, invented a satirical character whose most famous saying is, the job of the newspaper is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Now, you've no doubt heard that before, but I don't know if you knew that it came from a prominent Chicago journalist. In my experience, most of us who attend church on Sunday morning are in the category not of the comfortable, but of the afflicted. We come to church Sunday by Sunday looking for comfort, and rarely do we go home disappointed. In these times, there has been much to afflict each one of us. Since March last year, we've had to contend with COVID, and you remember how scary it was at the beginning. You tried to get to the supermarket at the time when there was no one else there to breathe on you. And when you got home, you washed the spaghetti packet with disinfectant and everything else. And you kept six feet apart and you religiously wore your mask. And for myself, I never went out because it wasn't safe out there except to go for a daily walk. And obviously, our preventive measures were effective because we were spared getting the first COVID. COVID, I have to say, was not all bad for me. First of all, there was little traffic on 101 going back and forward to Oakland. Secondly, I got to be quite adept at turning the computer on and finding things. And thirdly, I got a whole load of new friends on Facebook. And fourthly, I could watch three services on a Sunday morning in the space of an hour. <laughs> so we watched, first of all, we watched uh, Incarnation, or at least I did, and then uh, watched our parish in London, uh, St. Peter's Hammersmith, and then watched the National Cathedral because they put on a pretty good show there 
I watched it with uh, 24,000 other people on uh, Facebook or whatever it was. Uh, I got comfortable with the computer screen. I, I should tell you how to do this if you're ever at home and you're watching the service. What you do is you get the opening music and the opening hymn, and then you're done with that, and then you should fast forward to the sermon to see who's preaching, and you probably give them about five minutes, um, and if it catches your attention, you give them a bit more, and then go on to the announcements and the prayers, and we go to the prayers to see if our names are still there, and they are, and then on to the final music, and it's time for a different church. So there's plenty of variety of what you can watch, and I just keep, keep hoping that Zoom will continue to show these different services so that we can do more of the same. At the same time, uh, we've watched quite a lot of movies, which has given me a lot of new sermon material. And uh, that's great because I write a sermon every week, sometimes two or three, because it keeps my hand in. Although I have to say, like uh, Father Mackenzie, these are sermons that no one will hear. So this is how we've been doing it for the last year and a half of COVID. And at the same time as celebrating all of these things, we grieve for those who have suffered under COVID in a number of different ways. Then nearly uh, a year ago in uh, September uh, 2020, on the 50th anniversary of my ordination, uh, Stephen invited me to preach and celebrate here. And then in the evening, we were evacuated. We knew there were fires round about, but we never thought we'd be evacuated. And then we had to get out in a hurry, and the glass fire came roaring down the valley from the mountain, the hills behind. And, um, and then uh, why would we worry? Um, we'd been through all of this before, but we should have done a better job than we did. In future, if you are going to lose your home, do not lose it at a time when there is COVID. It's not a convenient thing to do. My bet is that all of us suffer from afflictions of some kind or other. And some here, uh, when we meet after the service, have told me of some of the afflictions that you have faced. The gospel tells us of two people who were afflicted. The first was a Gentile woman who had a little daughter who had an unclean spirit. My thought is perhaps she was suffering from depression or maybe uh, she um, had a mental illness of some sort or other. Uh, we got to meet a number of the parents of children who were afflicted when we visited uh, Blake at UCSF and devastating uh, stories that they told us about what had happened to their children. Then there's a second story in the gospel about an adult who was deaf and dumb. And there are many of us who suffer from handicaps. And I have noticed, how could one escape it, that these handicaps seem to grow the older one gets. They say that aging is not for sissies. And I've also noticed that our Sunday prayer list 
is getting longer rather than shorter. So we come to church on Sunday mornings or we participate online through Zoom or uh, if you don't, can't do it at Zoom at the time, then you can also look at it, I think, on um, FaceTime, is it, or some other way, is how I've been accessing it. We come to beg Jesus to lay his healing hands upon us. And we would make do even with just a few crumbs that fall from his table. Now, being... Um, Pedantic, I suppose, is the word. I uh, look up the Greek for these words, and the word translated crumb doesn't just mean a crumb. It's a diminutive form of the Greek word for crumb, and it means a teeny, tiny crumb. And even a teeny, tiny crumb on the floor under the table is going to be sufficient for us. We long for crumbs of different kinds. A crumb of information, a crumb of dignity, a crumb of encouragement, or above all, a crumb of comfort. It's not much to ask. And the Gentile got much more than she bargained for. For when she went home, she found her child lying on the bed, and the demon had gone. And again, when Jesus healed the man with the handicaps, the crowd was astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. So we come, we come to gather uh, and to eat bread, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will be for us the body of Christ. A few weeks ago in the gospel, we heard about the feeding of the 5,000 and the long chapter 6 in John's Gospel about Jesus as the bread of life. When the crowd was fed with five barley loaves and two small fishes, they gathered up fra uh, fragments, and the fragments filled 12 basketfuls. Well, fragments are quite big. They could be as big as that. Uh, but um, what we are looking for are crumbs of comfort. And... May they be a comfort to all of us in the afflictions that we face. So we pray, Almighty God, we thank you that in your great love, you feed us with the spiritual food and drink of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. And you give us a foretaste of your heavenly banquet. Grant that this sacrament may be to us a comfort in affliction and a pledge of our inheritance in that kingdom where there is no death, neither sorrow nor crying, but the fullness of joy with all your saints. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.